When the stilt walker approached, Cecily Talbot realised someone was toying with her. She should have noticed immediately when she'd stepped off the boat and through the river gate to the Vauxhall Pleasure Gardens, when the dancer dressed as an enormous peacock, brilliantly coloured tail feathers spread wide as a Marlebin row house, caught her on her way off the beaten path and pulled her, instead, to the dancing grounds. Not this path, lady, the beautiful bird had whispered before tugging her into a wild spinning reel. Cecily had never been one to refuse a dance and she'd happily followed her new feathered friend. When the jig left her breathless and heated, despite the cool October night, she'd peeled away from the entertainment and headed for somewhere quieter, somewhere to hold her solitude, keep her secrets. Cecily hadn't made it more than a minute into the darkness when the fire-eater found her, blocking the path that twisted and turned beneath a web of tightropes high above, luring revellers further into the salacious extravagance of the gardens. Red paper lanterns glowed with delicious temptation behind the performer, who blocked Cecily's way, her face painted white like a clown's, bright blue eyes twinkling as she drew close to her torch and set the inky black night aflame. Cecily knew her role, and didn't hesitate to ooh and ah, letting the fire-eater take her hand with a deep curtsy and a charming, not this path, lady. She led Cecily back to the light, away from the route she'd sought. Cecily should have noticed then that she was a pawn. No, not a pawn, a queen, but played nonetheless. She didn't notice. And later she would wonder at her ignorance in the moment, rare for her 28 years, rare for someone who reveled in knowing the score, rare for someone who had made a life's work of winning the room, spinning the spinners. Instead, Cecily Talbot spent the next hour being spun herself. Leered by a fortune teller, entertained by a pair of mimes, amused by a bawdy puppet show. And every time she tried to find a new path, one that led deeper into the gardens, away from the formal performance and toward the kind of entertainment that made for gossip and scandal and something to keep her mind from the emptiness in her chest, she was intercepted, ever waylaid, from more reckless adventures. Adventures more suited to her reputation. Cecily Talbot, walking scandal, buxom beauty, untethered heiress and queen of recklessness, who most of London called sexily when they thought she wasn't listening, as though it was a bad thing. At 28 years, Cecily was the second oldest and only unmarried daughter of wealthy baseborn Jack Talbot, a coal miner who'd pulled himself up through the soot to win a title from the Prince Regent in a game of cards. As if that weren't enough, the newly minted Earl of White set about wreaking common havoc on the aristocracy, his flamboyant wife and five dangerous daughters in tow. Daughters who'd scandalised society right up until they'd made enviable society matches. Serafina, Cecily, Celeste, Celine and Sophie. The soiled S's, named for the coal dust they'd been born into now reigning over London as a duchess, a marchioness, a countess, and the wife of the wealthiest horse breeder in Britain. And then there was Cecily, who'd spent a decade flouting tradition and title and rules, and the most dangerous of the daughters. Because she had no interest in the games the aristocracy played. She did not concern herself with fabricated opponents who glared at her from the opposite ends of ballrooms, 
She did not have the same goals as the rest of society. Reckless Cecily. She did not relegate herself to the shelf of spinsterhood, nor to the outer edges of Mayfair, where the aged and ruined lived out their days. Wild Cecily. Instead, she remained rich and titled and merry, with seemingly no interest in the opinions of those around her, unwilling to be tamed by mother, sister, companion or community. Scandalous Cecily. Censure did not take, nor contempt, nor disapproval, which left the aristocracy no choice but to accept her. Bored Cecily. Not bored, not that night. Boredom might have brought her to Vauxhall, but not alone. She'd have come with a friend, with a dozen of them. She'd have come for raucous entertainment and a whisper of trouble, but nothing like what she wanted that evening. Nothing like what clawed at her, making her want to seek out the worst kind of trouble, tempt it, scream at it. Frustrated Cecily. Angry Cecily. Embarrassed Cecily.